today we're going to talk about role selves this is my second podcast i'm going to celebrate everyone that i accomplished because as a mom of three even being able to sit down and do this is an accomplishment and something worth celebrating so round of applause to myself and all praise to god because between my determination and his will it has to get done so today we're going to be talking about role selves um that is something that i discovered uh after reading a book and i had heard so much about it the book is called (laughs) um and don't kill me for all the for all the people who um you know think that kids who deal with things or go through things with parents or different stuff like that that it will be considered disrespectful to acknowledge the healing processes that you have to take in order to heal the inner child to be a healthy adult and that's all I'll say so anyway back to the book the book is called for those of you who may want to read it it is called um adult children of emotionally immature parents and when I tell you that book not only opened up my perspective and understanding of a lot of things but it changed my entire outlook um on the child parent relationship and understanding and just different things it was amazing okay and it it even helped me understand a lot of things about myself and so okay the role self in this book they talked about the role self and the role self is um the identity that you put on um and this i'm not even going to use this just for parenting this is relationships in general but it started from a child um A role self is the identity or the role that you play in the lives of those around you. It's a role that you have adapted to or better yet, um, learned behaviors, learned um, responsibilities and different things in order to receive acceptance, um, love, praise, different things. So as a child, if you talking and laughing and being loud makes your parents upset or makes your guardian angry or yell but then you pick up okay they don't want me to yell they don't want me to jump around so i'll be quiet and you learn that you're more accepted as a quiet individual you put on the role self of being introverted okay that's just for one example Um, another example is let's see okay For example, I'll say myself, okay? We'll just talk about me for a second. Um, I was the type of person who thought that if I did things, or I learned, better yet, that if I was to do things like babysit or clean or just do different things to make the people around me happy, they accepted me. They approved of that behavior. And so I became the person who didn't need anything but was able to help those in need. So I, I became a child who learned that you didn't or you couldn't be needy. Don't be needy. Because needy is not something that people like. Just be 
a people pleaser. And so when it comes to the role self, um, I had no idea that I had put this role on. I had no idea that I handled my relationships like this or the fact that going into relationships, friendships, relationships of all kinds, I automatically look for a part for me to play in their lives to where I have to do something in order to be counted as valuable. I have to be doing something. I have to give them something. I have to be of some use or else I'm useless. And talking about role selves. When you look at your patterns, when you look at your relationships, when you look at who you are and the things you've done and the type of people that you attract, when you look at your childhood, when you look at even your young adulthood and the things and the, the, the identities and the characteristics that you took on in order to receive acceptance, you'll notice that who you are, if you've done these things, if you become that person in order to make those around you happy, you'll realize that everyone else is happy temporarily. Everyone else is satisfied temporarily, but you are unhappy. You put on this role self in order to make everyone happy, to receive praise, to receive accolades, thinking that that will be able to fill the void of self-hate, of self-neglect, um, of low self-esteem, of rejection. Doing these things and putting on these roles, thinking that if I'm the hero, if I'm the person that saves the day, if I'm the person that makes sure that, and this is a mindset I have, if I'm the person that does whatever I can to be the person that I needed when I was a child and sometimes that's okay and sometimes that's healthy but understanding that it's not your job it's not your place and you are not responsible for taking care of and the responsibilities of those around you I had to learn that I had to learn that I wasn't useless if I wasn't useful at the moment for someone I had to learn that Someone else being friends with me or having any form of communication or any being in my life period was a blessing for them as well as it was for me having them in my life. I had to learn the balance of it's okay to take care of everybody else, but what about you? When's the last time you've taken that same love, that same energy, that same thoughtfulness and put it into yourself? And one thing about my generation, we are learning about self-care, about um, ministering to ourselves, affirmations, all that stuff. And these are things that were thought to be selfish. These are things that were thought to be, um, you, you just don't do them. You just don't, you just don't. You just, you take care of people. You you do things for people. You, you be a good person. You be nice. And that is how life works and it's not. It's not. That's not how life works. That's not how God wants us to operate. And God had to help me to see. First of all, he had me to look up the word nice. <laughs> Come to find out the worst, the word nice originally. Listen to this. The word nice originally was used when talking about someone being foolish or stupid. That's what the word nice originally meant. But then they turned it into nice as being kind so think about the fact like let's say someone oversteps boundaries or does something to you or whatever 
what's one of the first things that people say? Oh, I was just trying to be nice. Oh, I'm, I'm, I just want to be nice. Or, 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 oh, don't say that to them. Don't, don't tell them to, the truth. Just be nice. Or don't set boundaries. Just be nice. Or that's your family. So, you know, just, just, just be nice. Just, just do whatever and, and let whatever happen and, and just get over it. And, and truly, truly at the end of it all, when you've let people walk over you, when you've let people cross boundaries, you end up looking foolish. You may think you're being nice, you may want to be kind, but you end up literally being what the definition of nice is, foolish. The original definition, that is. And so what I had to learn, and it's such a heavy revelation to accept that, so you mean to tell me I'm not this person? You mean to tell me I actually don't want to just take care of everybody else around me and not even think about myself? You mean to tell me I actually don't enjoy allowing people to walk all over me? I just have continued to brainwash myself and and, and turn my mind and bend the, the person who I was into this role self in order to survive, basically, in order to survive within my environment. I became this person and it's not truly who I am and that is why after all the things I've done after all the things I've, I've, I've all the 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 oh thank you and all the oh you're so nice and you're so sweet I'm still not happy why because I'm going about it the wrong way I'm wanting to get approval and I'm wanting to see that people are pleased with me rather than being pleased with myself I want to feel like people love me rather than looking at myself in the mirror and loving myself. I don't trust myself. I don't trust my thoughts. I don't trust my 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 motives. I just I I I need people to validate me. And once you get to that place where you realize this is where all of your decisions are coming from. That is the root of your decision making. That is the root of this person you've become and you're not truly, but you've become this person over time through survival, through trial and error, and okay, this makes that person upset, and this isn't what gets me love, and this isn't what gets me the affection I need, and this actually makes me feel more rejected, so I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna be who I am. I'm going to become someone else in order to get a different result. Rather than living and being yourself, I saw one meme, it said, don't cut yourself into bite-sized pieces in order to make people comfortable. Let them choke. Let them choke on the entirety, the fullness of who you are. Because God created you and you are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. That means your laugh. That means your, 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 your silliness. That means if you're loud, how loud you are. If you're quiet, how quiet you are. That means the way you look, your eyes, your nose, your lips, your hair, everything about you. God created it. Not for you to allow someone else, whether it be your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your friends, your grandmother, grandfather, aunt, uncle, cousin, neighbor, Pastor, somebody from church, whoever, no matter who it is, God created you in his image. He said, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. 
before you were even a thought in your mom and dad's mind, whether you were a quote-unquote accident or you were planned, God knew you. And he created you to be the person that you are, the loud person or the quiet person, the very intelligent person or even the person who has academic challenges. God created you that way. Now, some things can be helped. Some things you can receive training and tutoring and stuff like that. But everybody's not good at everything, and that's okay. God made your body the way it is, the, the, the color of your eyes, the color of your skin, your hair texture. Everything was made in the image of God. And when he looks at you, he sees his masterpiece. He doesn't see broken he doesn't see uh, uh, he doesn't see imperfect. Now we are born in sin, shaped in iniquity. The Bible says the man is but a few but a few days old and full of trouble. So yes, we are sin nature, but God created us. He is the one who has the final decision on what we are, who we are when we're, when we're brought into this world, our outer shell. And even some of our quirky and funny and 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 uh, unique ways that we are, God put those things in us. Amen. And so, I'm I'm sorry. I just I I'm so passionate about it because I I went through it myself. And just thinking like. I remember I was in a place in life where I didn't even love myself. I didn't accept myself. I would just literally be being myself and think to myself, oh my gosh, I'm so stupid. Why would I do that? Why can't I just be normal? Why can't I just be like everybody else? Why do I have to be so different? Because I wanted to be accepted. Until I grew up and I met my husband, God bless him, and I realized that I'm dope. I mean, there's nothing else to say. God made me an individual. He made me with no carbon, no, 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 no extra copies. I mean, he did his thing with me. And here I am blinded. Here I am broken. Here I am feeling rejected and neglected and dealing with all the things that I dealt with in my own personal life. And not feeling fulfilled, feeling as if I wasn't enough. That's a lot of the biggest problems that we have. We feel like we're not enough. We feel like we're missing something. Because if you dealt with rejection or neglect, the constant feeling, the constant thought is what did I do wrong? Or what am I missing that I was to be rejected? What am I, what do I not have within me? What do I need to add to me or what do I need to take away from who I am in order to be accepted, in order to receive the love and the attention and the affection that I need, the validation that I need? For a lot of us, it stems from your childhood. And even as an adult, you're constantly wanting to know what it is. And you have such a rejected spirit and such an offended spirit that even when people do accept you, you can't even receive it. You're still thinking with the mindset of the child 
You can't even receive the love. You can't even receive. People, they love you. They look at you and they're like, oh my goodness, I want to be your friend. And, and in, in your mind, you're just like, oh, they don't want to be my friend. I'm, and, and you're thinking that you're annoying people. And you're thinking that people just don't want to be around you. Meanwhile, 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 people chasing you down and you're running. I mean, basically, that's what it is. Because in your mind, you still haven't gotten over the root of it. You still haven't gotten over whatever it was that broke you. Because something broke you. Whether it was just one word. What we don't realize is words. We can see guns. We can see knives. We can see hammers and whatever other crazy stuff that people use to kill people. We can see those things. But what hurts the worst are words. And we can't even see them. And even more than that, sometimes a person doesn't even have to say a word, but just the way that they look at you. Just the, the as we say, vibes or energy. But I said the spirit they're operating in. Just the very presence of the spirit they're operating in, of rejection, of hatred, of resentment and envy. Them just looking at you, you can feel the rejection. And I just want to say, I'm so sorry. You may never get the apology you deserve. You probably, in nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, didn't even deserve what happened to you. You didn't deserve the, the unkind words. You didn't deserve the rejection, the neglect. You deserve to be celebrated. You did deserve to be loved. You did deserve to be hugged and told that you're doing a great job. And you deserved the same energy that your parents or caregivers or whoever, the same energy they put in to, to, to put spotlight on when you messed up. You deserved to have spotlight when you did your best. When you did a great job, you deserved that didn't get it and that bothered you and I'm so sorry whatever it was that broke you I'm so sorry and I pray that you can release the sting in the root of your issue so that you can heal I was talking to my husband the other night and he was saying how if a person doesn't deal with the root it doesn't matter it doesn't matter every everything else on top of that would just hurt more and more and more and that's why a person can be abused for 40 years 20 years 10 years however long they're able to 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 take however much of that pressure that hurt that pain they're able to take they can be dealing with it and the root is in there and then one day Somebody could do just one thing that wasn't even bad as what the first person did. And they will snap on that person like they were the original person who hurt them. And I pray that you can heal the root. So that you don't have to release that pain and anger on the people who don't deserve it. The ones who love you. It can be like a splinter. 
you don't see it. You ever have a splinter? Or you have like a cut or something? No, not a cut. We'll say a splinter. And it's deep down in there. And when you touch that part of your finger or that, that heel of your foot or wherever it got in, it hurts. You can't see it, but it still hurts. And that's how internal wounds, that's how it works. Imagine you have a splinter. And then you get hurt again and that's more pressure. And you get hurt again and that's more pressure. And you get hurt again and that's even more pressure. And it's not that the people who, the last person who put pressure on you is not that they hurt you the most. But by the time you get to that last point of pressure, it just hurts too much. And now you're at the place where you're angry, you're resentful, you're bitter. You're envious because why am I still hurt? Why am I still in this? Why is my heart still not healed? It's because you didn't get to the root. And so here you are and you're at this place in your mind where I'm not going to let anybody talk to me any type of way. I'm not going to let anybody get over on me like they used to. And that's that's why you get to that place. It's a buildup of just abuse of neglect of whatever it was the root is just a buildup of that root and now you're at this place where ain't nobody going to get over on me I don't care who you are and now you're hurting people because you're hurting but you put a wall up a brick wall in order to protect yourself and you think that you're protecting yourself but truly that wound is still there and it's getting infected because it's not treated. And that is how you end up being bitter and resentful. Resentful towards your spouse. Resentful towards your children. Resentful towards the outcome of your life. Because that root is still there. I want to pray with you right now, if that's you. Father, I pray that you'll touch the person listening to this God if it applies. Lord God, I pray that you will take your hand, Lord God. Take your hand, Lord Jesus. And if they would allow you, Father, to uproot that thing within them that hurt them, Father. Bring it back to their remembrance, Lord God. If it was so bad, Father, that they just put it in the back of their head, God. And don't allow it, Father, to cause them to have an anxiety attack, Lord. But bring it back to their memory so that they can release it. So that they can forgive the people they need to forgive. So that they can let go of the fact that they weren't taken care of or loved or accepted the way they thought and they deserve to be God. Help them to heal so that they can be whole. So that their mind can be whole, their spirit can be whole. In the name of Jesus. Wrap your loving arms around them, Father. You said, Lord God, when your mother, when your father forsake you, I, the Lord, will take you in as my own. So if you would take someone in when their mother and father forsake them, God, I know you will take them in, Father, if their friends forsake them. If it was their grandparents, if it was their aunt or uncle or, or, or one of their spouses, Father, whoever it was who forsook them, Lord God, you, God, are our friend. You will be our mother. You will be our father. You're our comforter. You're our deliverer and healer, Jesus. Please, Lord God, let them know that you are with them, that you are close, closer than they realize. 
that the person who hurt them, God, you saw that too, Lord. And you know that they were wrong. But that's not why you're here, God. You said vengeance is mine. Yes. And God will get vengeance. But first you have to heal. Some of you are so focused on the person who hurt you getting hurt that you're not realizing that you're bleeding out, that your wounds are infected, that you need medical attention, that you need healing, that you're suffering, and you're so worried about God getting the person that hurt you that you're not realizing that you need help, that it's about you right now. And that although nobody may have ever loved you the way you deserve, God loves you. And if you can get past it, if you can, if you can repent for, for, for unforgiveness, if you can forgive the person who hurt you, and if you can get past that hurt and stop trying to figure out why and what you did to get that to happen because you didn't do anything most times. You didn't, there's nothing you could have done. There's nothing you could have taken away from yourself or added to yourself. Nothing. If you can let go of that, let go of the questions, release yourself, free yourself. Then you can take that energy and you can put into loving yourself the way you needed someone to love you when you were broken. It might sound cheesy, it might sound corny or whatever, but the same energy you put into loving and trying to win the acceptance and the approval of the people who did not care is the same energy and same love you need to put into repairing yourself. Sometimes you will have to be the one to pat your own self. You'll have to wipe your own wounds. You'll have to put your own wound dressing on. You'll have to put your own band-aids on and keep on moving. And if you have to do that, so be it. But don't you dare allow yourself to sit in this in the pool and puddle of your tears and sit with open wounds and die don't die broken don't die wounded don't die angry you don't deserve that yes it's unfortunate other people may have had somebody there to patch them up. And you may want to know why God didn't allow somebody to be there to patch you up. Or why he didn't make the ones that hurt you come back and say, I'm sorry, and patch you up themselves. But you are a warrior. You are strong. And you have the strength to get yourself together Clean up your wounds. Bandage up those wounds so they can heal and live. Live, daughter. Live, son. 
your father in heaven. He said, I wish above all things that you will prosper and be in good health. He doesn't want you to sit and be wounded and hurt and angry. That's not what God wants for you. He may not have given you a team to help heal you, but he's giving you the tools and he's giving you the strength to do it yourself. So get up, get yourself together and live in Jesus name. You can do it. You can do it. God bless you all. This is the end of this podcast.